You know what I'm here for. Back on top, punching the clock, clutching sanity. I got more cribs than habitat for humanity. What's good, y'all? Daily December continues, and I know I've said previously that I don't want to talk about Ben Simmons until he gets traded. Well, it's kind of been a little bit slow in the news realm of the NBA. I mean, some teams are dealing with COVID issues, but other than that, there's not a lot really going on, not a lot that I really want to talk about. So the news that came out today was just kind of interesting, and it got me thinking about you know, if Ben Simmons might get traded soon, and it's looking like there might be some progress towards the Ben Simmons trade from the reports that came out earlier from ESPN. So there's only a few sources in the NBA media world that whenever they say something, I really believe whatever they're saying is actually true. And one of them is Shams, and one of them is Woj. Woj works for ESPN. And him and Zach Lowe today uh, tweeted out that basically the Sixers are gaining momentum towards a potential Ben Simmons trade. And the reason for that is because a lot of teams are now able to trade a lot of the guys that signed contracts in the offseason. The December 15th deadline is when players who signed contracts in the offseason signed extensions, they're able to, you know, be traded and, you know, at least be talked about in trade. So now it's looking like Ben Simmons might be able to maybe meet a new team. Hopefully that's the case. We'll, we'll see about it. But basically 84% of the league will be available for trade. The only guys that won't be your guys that signed extensions maybe like right before the season, like a Malcolm Brogdon or guys with no trade clauses in their contract. But other than that, almost, you know, 85% of the league is going to be available for trades. So this will make it a little bit easier for maybe Philly to navigate the market. But they're still saying that they want a top 25 caliber player in return for Ben Simmons, which Dale Morey has pretty much been consistent in what he wants for Ben Simmons. And the team that has been linked to a potential Ben Simmons trade for pretty much since the offseason and now with... Damian Lillard's remarks last week or earlier this week saying that he would like to play with Ben Simmons or an elite wing defender of his caliber. The Portland Trailblazers, and they said their new um, interim GM, Joe Cronin, said, look, we're not trading Dame. We're keeping Dame around. We're not going to trade him. But maybe we can talk about the CJ McCollum deal, you know, add in some pieces here and there. Maybe we can make something happen. And while the CJ McCollum trade for Ben Simmons is like, the idea sounds good. It, it definitely sounds good, right? And I'm a big CJ fan. Um, hopefully he gets well soon. He has a collapsed lung, which just sounds like a crazy injury. But hopefully he just gets better soon. He's been dealing with some injuries here, like here and there the last couple years. He broke his foot last year. Has dealt with some back issues, you know, a couple years ago in the bubble. It's been a tough little stretch for him, but he's still playing good basketball when he's on the court. The thing that's interesting is he's making like around thirty million dollars. He's making a lot of money on his contract. And he's a fringe all-star caliber player. Now, maybe in the Eastern Conference, he's an all-star. He's somebody that's closed out playoff series before. He's definitely one of those dudes. He, he's a great shot creator. He's a great scorer. Also a good playmaker when Damian Lillard is not on the court or when he sits out games. CJ, I think, averages like five or six assists a game. So he's a good playmaker, too. My thing is, if you're Philly, you look at this, you're like, now, if we, get, if we can get Dame, like, that would just be ideal. That would be amazing. But CJ, how does that fit? Because... We got guys that are kind of doing similar things for a lot less money. We got guys that are doing similar things for a lot less money. We got Tyrese Maxey, who's having a great year. So I think he's averaging like 16, 17 points a game. He's playing phenomenal. Seth Curry is playing the best basketball of his career. We got guys that are kind of already in that smaller guard mode, shot creating type dudes. They're doing very similar things to CJ. But we're getting, we're getting that production from these two guys. For a lot less money, not thirty million dollars. Max is on a rookie deal, and Seth Curry's not making a crazy amount of money. So you look at that aspect. It's like 
it doesn't really make a lot of sense for Philly to take on a CJ McCollum contract, even if you're only giving up Ben Simmons, who hasn't played this season. I mean, you're getting a lot of death, but it's like now we're taking on a big time contract for a guy that's not an all star, not the top 25 player that you are looking for, and maybe some draft capital. But does that really move the needle that much in the Eastern Conference? To be honest, I don't know if it does. We've never seen CJ really be the lead guard on the team. But then again, once you have Tyrese Maxey playing so well, you got Seth Curry being so well, how much you know better do you think CJ is going to be? And how much does he improve your chances of being a championship team? Because that's the goal for Philly. Right now, they're sitting at 14 and 12. Hasn't been ideal. They've dealt with a lot. Joe and B missed like 10 games. Tobias Harris missed a lot of time too. They've dealt with a lot. COVID issues, they've dealt with a lot for sure. But... It's a team last season that was the best team in the Eastern Conference, one of the best teams in the league, and they were expected to at least make a conference finals appearance, and they didn't do that. So it's like now coming into this season, even without Ben Simmons, you still are a very good team. You've shown that early on in the season. Joel Embiid has come back, Tobias Harris has come back. It's kind of been a little up and down. And then other trades, like I don't really know what else would really improve Philly's chances. It's just, it's a weird market. It's a very weird market for Philly navigating a Ben Simmons deal because you're not going to get the James Harden that you want. Probably won't get Kyrie Irving even if you were somehow to get Kyrie Irving a hypothetical deal He might not even play still like Kyrie He didn't say if I get traded, I'm gonna be on the court right away He never said that you know, and there's not really a lot of options. I think you know Bradley Beal's probably off the table um, There's not really a lot of options for Ben Simmons move like there's just not that many teams I think that have what Philly is asking for so you might have to settle for a CJ McCollum. But then again, how much better does that make you as a team? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We just talked on um, our podcast, The Fast Break. Definitely tune in. Um, I'll leave the link in the description. But we talked on the podcast, and that was my biggest question with um, really both sides of this. Because these are the two main teams in the fall. It's Portland and it's Philly. My thing was, I'm just like, one, I don't know how much better CJ would make Philadelphia. And plus, you already got guys, like I mentioned, doing the same thing that he's doing or similar things for a lot less money. And then how much better does Ben Simmons make the Portland Trailblazers? I don't think he makes them that much better. I think they will be a better team. They'll be better than their, you know, 30th ranked defense right now. They'll be better than 1-11 on the road. They'll be better than their 11-15 and 15 record for sure. But I don't think it makes them like, oh, they're in the tier of, you know, the Lakers, the Clippers, and, you know, those teams, the Utah Jazz. I don't think they're going to be even in that tier. Like, it, I don't think a Ben Simmons move really does that. I don't think it does, so it's like, oh, it's still a weird spot for Philly. I'm sorry, for Portland, like, even if you do get a Ben Simmons. I'm a fan of Portland just hitting the full reset. Take a page out of the Indiana Pacers, what they said. We're trying to hit the rebuild. The Orlando Magic did it last year. Just just do it, man. I think that would be the smart thing to do. I don't think there's, I think the word rebuild has a negative connotation around, you know, NBA fandom because it's like, oh, we're about to be bad. There's nothing wrong with being a bad team as long as you got something to look forward to. Like an example of that is like the Brooklyn Nets when they traded all of their draft picks for like five years straight and then they had a very bad team that was winning like 17 games. That's an idea. That's like how a rebuild can go bad. But then you got teams like, you know, OKC who have some really good young talent. You got teams like, you know, the Atlanta Hawks who, you know, we're going to be bad for a couple years. But once everything comes into fruition, we're going to be a team that can make a nice run. Like, you have a situation like that. Like, the Orlando Magic right now, they're bad. They've only won, like, five games on the season. But they're fun. They're exciting. They have a lot of young talent. Like, it's nothing wrong with hitting the reset button. And I think Portland could really jumpset a rebuild by. If they were able to trade Dame and they were able to trade CJ, I don't think it's going to be easy to trade either one of those guys, to be honest. Maybe Dame a little bit easier, but I don't think CJ is going to be easy to trade. 
because he's, what's his market? His market doesn't seem like it's great. Teams aren't really salivating to get CJ McCollum on the roster. And even with Dame, too, a lot of teams probably don't have what it would take to get Damian Lillard out of Portland. So it's a weird situation, but I think Portland could definitely jumpstart a rebuild if they just hit the full reset. But seems like they don't want to do that. The new GM, interim GM, Joe Cronin said, we're going to stick with Dame, but CJ is available and the other guys are going to be available. So it's, it's going to be interesting, man. Um, trade season is pretty much going to be here next week. Who knows? Maybe a trade happens sooner than we think. But I'm, I think the teams that are looking to make moves or the teams that are resetting like the Indiana Pacers, they have the makings to really shake up the league a little bit. And the thing about the NBA this year, same thing with last season, I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite to win the championship. The Warriors look really good. The Suns look really good. The East is, you know, a mess. Like, a whole bunch of teams look good out East, but who's really the top dog, I'm not sure. Um, the team that we thought was going to be great, the LA Lakers, are not great. They're average right now. So it's like the NBA's in a weird spot. Not a weird spot. Weird in a good way, though. Like, it's weird. It's chaos, but I like it because it's so unpredictable. We went through a stretch where we already knew who the top teams were. Now it's like, really, there's a bunch of teams that can make runs. And it's going to be a lot similar to last season, I think, unless a team really rises out of the pack or a team like the Warriors makes a big move or the Suns make a big move to really strengthen their roster. So it's going to be fun. December 15th is when players who sign contracts in the offseason can get traded. So hopefully trade season is crazy this year. I'm excited for it. I know y'all are. And we'll be here to talk about it, man. But please leave a like and subscribe. It helps out the channel a ton. If you made it this far, you had to like something. So make sure you are subscribed and you leave a like. And I'll be back tomorrow to talk more NBA basketball with y'all. Peace. Offseason. Let's work. Hey, plotting my escape this game.